Welcome to Running is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. This is the much-anticipated juicy episode, juicy. and we've got plenty of bullshit content for you. Uh, first up, as you will have seen when you downloaded this episode, takes the uh, surprise away a little bit, uh, the winner of the BS Photo Competition was... Alan Burrell, and they also have a copy of Ducking Longway and a multifunctional neck tube on the way to Alan. So well done for looking like shit, Alan. That's a fantastic photo, and I think it's made even better by the per- the other person's thumbs up just in the in the foreground. There. Yeah, I think that's great. It's a little cropped. There was a guy next to him giving a big smile, and a big thumbs up, and Alan just like putting in a real effort. I, I like this photo. It's a classic running hard, running your guts out photo. And just like pulling a face just to show how hard he's working. It's just a classic. Classic. There were also photos in second and third of Jen Harding, no relation, splashing through a river. And Sam Wally, who looks like she's seriously regretting her life choices. They were highly commended as well (laughs) by Mark Atkinson, who chose those. Oh, they're fantastic. I love it. (laughs) Sam. Oh, Sam. (laughs) Oh, she was very unlucky there, you've got to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, Amy, more big news. Even bigger news than that, if you can believe it. This is the real juice. Yeah, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. What we teased about last episode. I bet bet our listeners haven't been able to sleep at night thinking, what's the big news? With an extra week as well. I mean, apart from the Patreon people who we told ages ago and like people we know we've told as well. But, you know. For the small group of you that don't know, who are not (laughs) in the know, um, the big announcement that we know you've all been waiting for is that episode 74 will be recorded in front of a live audience in Cardiff on October 15th and you can book your free that's it free ticket to attend yeah it's free just I couldn't be bothered to deal with tickets and money and stuff and um, we will be speaking to special guest Reese Jenkins again about his stupid run from John O'Groats to Land's End plus the three peaks on the way and we'll have a handful of other previous guests in the audience like Hannah Phillips and Jimmy Watkins and Liz Reese. that's silly big you mentioned for her straight away uh, you just need to head to runningisbs.com forward slash live to book your ticket right now how excited are we by this it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. And you know, if you're not from Cardiff, Cardiff is a great city. If anything, come and visit the city. Maybe come to our show. Go to the park runs and stuff. You know, there's there's lots of things to do anyway. And if you just so happen to drop by, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. October the fifteenth will be in a cafe, which so it's got a bar and it's got other kind of teas and coffees and things there as well. Obviously, it suits us. And this is an idea we had like eighteen months ago. We really wanted to do, mm-hmm. and obviously got disrupted. So we're really, really happy that we can do that. It's not a huge audience we can have in there. We're keeping it fairly small, fairly select. So you need to book your ticket as soon as you can. It's free. Why not? If you can't come, obviously, cancel it as soon as you can. Let someone else have the chance. But we can't wait to uh, have an audience in front of us and do this shit um, in one take and see how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I was thinking about this. This is just normal for me. I'm not bothered about a live show because I do this shit live every time pretty much. Yeah. You know, I just come in. I mean, you might edit out the racist comments I make. <laughs> I edit out a lot of your racist comments. To be fair. A few of them do come through. Yeah. But people can't I mean, see your faces when you're talking about things as well. But, and that, you know, that gives a lot of it away. The sexist and homophobic ones tend to be really edited out. So that's fine. Um, but no, I tend to do this, this shit live anyway. I tend to come in blind and just do it. So it's not going to make much of a difference to me. I'll just rock up and get on with it. Standard. Yeah, for people that can't come along, uh, the episode will go out on Monday as usual uh, if I get to it around editing it over the weekend. So it will be a full live episode for an audience and then 
um, a proper edited episode on Monday, and hopefully you can hear us. Absolutely. Hopefully it all makes sense. So. <laughs> That's very exciting. Uh, let's catch up on the last episode. And Karen Hamilton has found us some gold-plated marketing bullshit. She's sent us the newest member of the Blast family. Are these bad boys? The Gel Kinsai Blast. With such marketing wank as unites Japanese craftsmanship with a modern design for runners who seek top-level running technology when it comes to uplifting their mind. <laughs> <laughs> Also, enabling a smooth and cushioned landing every step of the way along your uplift journey. So you're not going for a run anymore. You're going on an uplift journey. Oh, you're, you're going to be enlightened by the end. You're going to be, you know, forget about the cycle of suffering. You're going to be, you're going to transcend. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Just off for an uplift journey. I'll be back yeah. in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, they say it's got an engineered knit upper taking inspiration from a samurai's armor and detailing in the midsole, mirroring a samurai's curvaceous katana sword. Um, Karen said, not going to lie, I do sort of want them, but holy shit. Okay, when I read this, I had to Google what was what were the samurai's armour made out of. And apparently it was iron plates tied together. So I'm not really seeing the connection. I don't really understand. And I am, I am wondering, like, are these... Are these shoes that have been so this this whole idea, this whole inspiration of the samurai and the, the katana and, and things like that? Have they is this developed by in Japan? I really hope so because I feel like if this is some Westerners mm. coming in and saying this, it just it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Not only is it bullshit, but it would be I kind of accept it if it was coming from a Japanese marketing team. I kind of get it if they want to draw on that if that's their choice. But if it's like Westerners coming in and saying, "Oh yeah, it's based on the the samurais and the, the katana and stuff like that," I just feel it's a bit strange. <laughs> to me, the only people that are like really fascinated by like katanas and samurais are like teenage boys. Yeah, we're think in they're the codes. first people. Yeah, they think they're the first people to discover Japanese culture, and it's really cool. And they've got uh, like a sword on their bedroom wall. Mm. I mean, who else? And just you know, if you've got something in your mind of some like mega cool samurai-shaped shoe with arm, it just looks like a shoe. I mean, yeah. there's it just looks like a shoe. There's nothing about it that suggests anything to me. And does it anyone, just looks kind of green. Does anyone buy into all that stuff? Because I get it if you're talking about in sports context, like, I don't know, there are shoes that are inspired by the Boston Marathon and they have a certain colorway and a certain da-da-da. I, I kind of relate to that. But if you're if you're relating it to a historical point in Japanese history, I can't really see the connection. I don't really understand. I don't, I don't really understand these really bizarre sort of out-of-it connections that exist outside the sport. Outside of running, I, don't, I, I really don't get that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've actually just looked up. I didn't even know this. ASICS is a Japanese company. I assume uh, so. I assume It is Asics. a Japanese company. I yeah. had no idea. I just assumed it was American. And I'm, so I'm hoping that means it, it comes from the Japanese marketing team at ASICS rather than... Because I'm assuming they have different... Because they're a massive company. I'm assuming they have teams all over the world that are developing ideas and shoes and stuff. So I'm really hoping it actually comes out. It's a bit more understandable if it comes out their Japanese sort of team. But... But at the end of the day, it just looks like a white and green shoe, just like every other oh, shoe. Totally. And it's still bullshit. Like, it's, I, I still don't understand it. I still don't understand the need to make that connection. I really don't. An uplift journey. Uh, uplift journeys are bullshit. Yeah. I mean, you don't, 
the thing is, is if you're a Buddhist and this you think is your final incarnation before <laughs> you, you know, before you transcend and before, you know, you reach enlightenment, I think buying the shoe will tip you over the edge. So uh, 120 quid, I think probably does more damage to that, doesn't it? Spending maybe. that much money on a shoe. Oh, uh, it swings and roundabouts. I mean, they've got to adapt to, to, to modern day society and capitalism. And if, it, if buying this shoe means that you reach enlightenment and, and, and exit this cycle of suffering that is the mortal world, then I, I think that's a pretty small price tag. <laughs> Gabby Naya has also been on the hunt for sports marketing and has found a base layer that is quote unquote more than just a t-shirt it's your first line of defence against the elements <laughs> Jesus and she wonders if this is some kind of Doctor Strange cloak and levitation creating an impenetrable barrier against rain surely any layer is the first layer of defence so a bin bag could be described in exactly the same way yeah, it's your first line of defense. Well, yes, because it's clothing. That's what clothing is. It's your. F- if it's the first, if it's the only layer you're wearing, that's what. What? It, but also defense against the elements. Like, I mean, if I'm going for a run in Cardiff, I'm all right. Like, I don't really need to defend against the elements much. If you're up a mountain, maybe you need to defend against the elements. But I'm, I'm, I, I, you know. Yeah, you talk about wind and rain, and if it's just a t-shirt, you could wear literally anything. Like you said, a bin bag. It's yeah. also your first line of defence if you're wearing it. So, mm. fucking hell. And your skin's waterproof as well, so don't worry about it, it's fine. Yeah, that's your last layer of defence, I think. <laughs> Before we get to talk about this week's bullshit, well, we didn't mention right at the top of the show, there is, by the way, we've both run ultras. No big deal. That was, that was pretty smooth. That's like a good 10 minutes before we actually mentioned that. That's not bad, is it? It's I'm over it forgot. now. Yeah, Just I'm over it now. It's However, done. Amy, before we talk about having done ultras... Yeah. What else have we done in the last three weeks? I haven't done that much, actually. That's just pretty much... Because my order was, like, over a week ago now. Well, no, actually, what day are we on? Is it Sunday today? Yeah, just over yeah, a week so. ago. Um, so I've really just been tapering and then recovering. Um, as people online on Facebook and Twitter will have seen, that my taper involved... Well, both of us involved doing the beep test, or the bleep test, however you want to say it, um, which was much harder than I remembered. I did it a few, not that long ago, actually, like probably about five years ago when I did kickboxing. Um, I did it in that. And I was like the last woman standing for that. And I felt really good. And then going back into it, I was out at like level five or num- whatever five is called, like level five yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I, I was out. I just couldn't do it. But it wasn't helped by the fact that I literally woke up five minutes before we were due to start. <sighs> So I had uh, Liz Reese, her second mention there, coming over to give me a hand with it. And she, her text woke me up. Her text saying, I'm outside the gate, is <laughs> what woke me up. So I had to scramble to get into my clothes and get out the door to do it. So I, I was in a complete, it was a complete blur, to be honest. But I'm regardless. glad you had your usual uh, amount of preparation for it as well. I had my alarm set on my watch. And the thing is about the alarm, it's one of those like vibrating alarms that you have, can have on a watch. So I don't, I don't wake up Freya. But the thing is about it, I'm so used to just turning it off. I turn it off in my sleep. So that's what I must have done. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wasn't very prepared, but I, I think even preparation wouldn't have saved me from that one. <laughs> yeah, beep test seemed like a good idea at the time, and then I did it and just got smashed. But like, it's such a humiliating way to spend like seven minutes. I think mine lasted. I think mm. I got to level eight, and mm. it's just pathetic because it's not that quick, really. It's just yeah. because you have to turn around so much. If you look at the actual distance and time that you've run, it's really pathetic. And you just get shown up so quickly because you're like, ah, this first one's easy. This first, oh shit, I'm out. 
That's it. But I seem to remember as well that the first one, a lot of the first level, you're supposed to be able to walk. So I don't know whether I did a slightly different one because I know there's different distances as well. So I don't know whether I did a slightly different one because I, when I did it, you could you could quickly walk the first set mm. and then you'd build up. So that's what I tried to do. And then the beep was going already. I'm like, shit, I've got to run for the first one. So I don't know. It seems a bit different from when I did it. Or maybe I just yeah. walk slower. <laughs> we did it there. I think there are like 15 meter and 20 meter ones. I, yeah. I sent you the 20 meter one, the mm-hmm. same as I did. I think perhaps we'll do the 15 next time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure like, I'm sure I did the 15 before and it was just, you could walk the first level before. Yeah. It looked a long way. 20 meters looked a really yeah. long way. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I tried to get a little video of mine, but it didn't quite work because I didn't really have a good camera angle. But I just got the good bit, which is when a dog came along and knocked over the camera. That was quite funny. (laughs) Best bit. That was the most important bit. (laughs) So, Stuart, what have you been up to over the last three weeks, other than the ultra, of course? I've actually been really busy. It's been a a big three weeks. I've had loads going on. I organised my club's annual park run-a-thon. That's where we run 10 park run courses over one weekend. We start at a normal park run nine o'clock on Saturday, do four more that day, and then we go out and do five more the next day. It's lots of driving around, lots of running, and lots of eating, mostly, and people complaining at me. I did six out of the 10, because I'm not really fussed. We had about 18 people did all 10, did 50K over the weekend, which is pretty amazing. I did six, that was plenty, because I was like, it's two weeks out for my ultra, and also I just don't want to, because it's just a lot of work, and I didn't really just feel like it, so that was good. If anyone does things like that in the future, let me know, because they are quite good to find. I know I've seen other versions of this around the country, and people doing like multiple ones in a day. Um, I also did an orienteering race, did another one of those, and that was down in like the main big park in Cardiff. And that's really good fun. And I can definitely recommend the South Wales races from the South Wales Orienteering Club. And there must be more clubs putting on similar events all around the UK. Um, I finished ninth this time, but I looked at the results of the winner and I ran 700 metres less than him. So he's a better runner, but I'm a better orienteerer because I saw where he got lost a couple of times. And I thought, well, he's shit because he doesn't know where he's going. Hmm. I mean, 700 metres quite substantial. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, I only, it was 6.2k. Mm. and he ran 6.9 so obviously i'm better at reading maps than him even though you know he ran a lot faster than me <laughs> but i would like to see you do those because i think it'd be very funny I, i'm gonna 700 meters try like seven miles more yeah. if i did it for sure there are some near you uh coming up soon actually so i'll make sure i'll let you know about those and you can ignore uh, me as usual yeah <laughs> uh, there was also a mile race the butan mile which is one of my favorite races of the year uh, mostly because i get other people to run it and i get loads of abuse at the end like just everyone turns to me and tells me to fuck off and how much they hated it which is really good fun because if you run a mile race properly as i always tell people you should be retching at the end if you're not dry heaving you haven't done it properly mm um because it's just such a hard race i did like six minutes nine which was fine for me i guess that's just how fit i am at the moment prefer to be quicker but you know never mind uh so i did enjoy someone uh, who finished just behind me from my club was the first uh female finisher hey. which was amazing because she's kind of she's only about 20 or something as well so she's really a good kind of promising runner but in after the like the smally elite race which is kind of people under seven minutes there was the fun run which is for kids and families and other people who just want to uh, take it a bit easier and there was a girl in that who won the race overall in five minutes 37 seconds <laughs> and she was in the under 12 category she no. was fucking tiny i would honestly if, would you, if she was 10 or 12 i wouldn't have been surprised she was tiny and she ran 537 the um they have a car for this with a clock on top which is amazing it came around the last corner we were all ready to cheer it came around the corner it said five minutes 10 on there we were looking at each other like 
five minutes, that can't be right. And then this tiny little girl and her dad come flying around the corner. So really, she was the first female finisher by like over 30 seconds. That's crazy. But she was in she was in the fun run, so she kind of didn't win. Well, she won the fun run at least. But yeah, she's she looked amazing. And I, I looked at the results, she's not in a club, so someone needs to snap her up. It's not really fair though, because she's less like wind resistant and stuff and smaller and, and children just have boundless energy, so every day is training for them. Yeah. So not really I wouldn't want to run against a child. And that's one thing about the Butte Town Mile is I'm just beaten by kids every time because I always enter the yeah. non elite race because I'm like I don't want the pressure of having to run whatever it is seven minutes whatever so but it's just the whole time i'm just getting overtaken by kids I'm like great <laughs> yeah you get a lot of that um i've got a good selection of photos from another mile race i did on the track and i finished third in that but i finished behind two children who are about 13 <laughs> and it's this great photo of me hitting the finish line like with a big grimace and just kind of um in the foreground blurred out of these two little kids who have just beaten me <laughs> so yeah Classic. you just you get used to it it's fine and also, William and Holly ran their first proper Canacross race down in Pembrey. And I cannot wait for mine, hopefully in November. Um, but it looks like really good fun. It was 5.5k route, but really, really technical and narrow and twisty and sandy. So it's not kind of... I thought it'd be a bit quicker. Um, the, I thought the route would be kind of a good, quick, fast course. But apparently it was really, really difficult and really tricky uh, to navigate and run. Anyway, November, hopefully, um, I'm going to be able to do the Canacross race and it should be really, really good fun. Looking forward to that. Right, on to the most important part of this, talking about ultras. Uh, before we get into them, let's just do a quick bit of clarification. Amy did the Vogum, because we always use the shortened versions of these. That is the Vale of Glamorgan Ultra Marathon. That started in Porthcawl along the coast to Panath. And I did the Ridham, or Rydham, don't know which. It's the Ridgeway Ultra Marathon, and that's a looped course from Park Panachta in Ustramanic, down around Caerphilly, and then back to the start, both from Pegasus Ultra Running, um, which is run by Reese Jenkins, who is always on this show. Amy, last week you did an ultra. How was that? I did. Ah, oh, it was it was both frustrating and enjoyable. I'd like to say an equal measure. <laughs> yeah, that's but... about right, isn't it? <laughs> But it was slightly more frustrating, if I'm honest. And I want to talk about the positives first, because I think it's always good to end on a low note. Um, yes. So I'll, I'll talk about the positives <laughs> first. And firstly, it's an amazing route. So if, uh, and, and, and we mentioned this multiple times before about Pegasus, but just in case people don't know, Pegasus are great because there's no cutoff times. So all their ultras are really accessible. You know, you can do an ultra and walk the entire thing if you want. There are often people that do do that. You know, there's no cutoff times. So it does make it really, really accessible. Uh, but also the routes are really nice. So what I like about the Vogum is that you start from Porthcawl and it's just going to, to back to Cardiff to Penarth. Um, so it, there's not no out and back. But also if you're from Cardiff, it's quite nice because it's that mental thing of, oh, I'm just running home. So I, yeah. I do and as well. The main thing I like about the Rogum is that it's fairly straightforward because it's along the Welsh coastal path. The, the coastal path in in the, that part of Wales is really easy to follow. And because it's a fairly, like it's only just been completed over the last sort of few years, um, there's lots of signs up and it's very mm. touristy. So there's loads and loads of signs like on the pavements, on lampposts, on, you know, it's very, 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 very well signposted. I mean, it's keep the sea on your right. Really, oh, that's the other that's thing, of it course. Is. It's a coastal path. So there's, there's a few bits <laughs> where you do go inland slightly, but the vast majority of it is along the seafront. And it's area an area that I'm really familiar with. I've run most of it before. So for someone who's crap at navigation, that was yeah. amazing because it meant that I didn't really have to think. There was only one bit where there was a bit of a fork in the road where I 
kind of went the wrong direction for a bit but came back um but that was because you had to go down onto the beach and then back up again and that's the only bit I got slightly confused but I didn't even I would have lost like what a minute or something doing that it wasn't like Mm. a whole you know adding another 10 miles onto it or whatever so that's always a plus I like to do ultras where I'm very unlikely to get lost because as we all know I'm not the best at navigating the other amazing thing this time, and I think I mentioned this last episode, is that the finish line was actually closer than the last time I did it. And it was about three miles closer. So I think on my Strava, I finished like just shy of 39.5 miles. I think the last time I did it, it was like 32 plus miles. Um, and the finish line was like right in Penal. 42. Sorry, yeah, 42 plus miles. <laughs> That's what I meant, yeah. So yeah, so it was about, about three miles closer. Um, and it finished along the actually along the seafront, along the cliffs in Penarth. Mm-hmm. So it was literally a straight line. So you came off a bit of trail and you were straight down to the finish line, which was mostly downhill as well. Whereas I've mentioned this before, previous the previous time we did it in 2019, um, the finish was at some school in Penarth, which you had to go through all these little like all these little residential streets, most of which were uphill. And trying to find all these little arrows to try and point you in the direction of this car park, this bloody school. And that was the hardest bit of the ultra, if I'm honest. So all the way through, in my mind, I was thinking, at least I don't have to go through Penarth. At least I don't have to go through Penarth. At least it's just a straightforward finish. So that was amazing. So you like this one more because it was shorter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it was shorter. That's it was a good positive, yeah. Easier to navigate. Um, the other thing, and then this is the same with all pegasus ultras is the aid stations are always fantastic um i didn't really eat much of them this time but i had taken a like a shit ton of tailwind with me i was absolutely fucking buzzing like i was off my <laughs> nut half the way around because i was like loaded up on like caffeine and electrolytes i got to like the second checkpoint i'm like yeah i'm feeling really good i'm good to go let's go let's go so i was mainly just like i had a every checkpoint and there was only three of them three of them four of them this time yeah um every checkpoint i just had like a cup of water a cup of squash i took two satsumas with me at every checkpoint and that was it um and the volunteers at the checkpoint are always they i don't know what it was like at the rhythm i'm sure we'll talk about this in a minute but they always seem to be like really nice but not in a patronizing way so they always seem to be like oh well done yeah you're doing really great you know you're looking strong but it's never like not far to go which i fucking hate (laughs) or anything like that though it's always like quite None of that patronising shit. It always feels very genuine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I pretty much got my fueling, like, bang on again. I did this for the last one. Like, I had plenty of energy right up to about 35 miles, and I began to, like, dip it at 35 miles, but that's because it was taking me so fucking long, which I'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was, like, especially when I got to, like, halfway, I, I was fucking buzzing. I had a lot of energy. Um, did have a bit of a dodgy stomach. Did have to make a few toilet stops. But other than that, that you know, um, and the other thing is, I actually going back to the checkpoint thing. There were fewer checkpoints this time. I think there was like half the amount, or I don't know. So basically, at the last ultra, it was the last Vogum. The pe- checkpoints were about every six miles, with the longest distance between checkpoints being about seven miles. Hmm. Whereas this one, there was only four checkpoints, and they were all about eight miles apart. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is going to be really tricky because it's going to like, that's how you break your race up between checkpoints for most people. And obviously you're having to run longer distances. But while doing it, I actually preferred it because I, it was less stop starty then. It was less like, right, I've got to think about doing all this when I get to the checkpoint. I could just run a good chunk, a good eight miles 
and not have to think about, right, what am I going to do at the checkpoint, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I actually preferred it, and it actually made the race go a bit quicker in that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, something I thought about that as well, because mine was 30 miles, and I thought, well, mm. 30 miles obviously sounds stupid, but 7 miles, 8 miles, 7 miles, 8 miles, that doesn't sound too bad. No. No, Run, exactly. Running just those four distances together, that doesn't sound, that sounds all right. Yeah. For some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And, but I think before there were too many checkpoints in the sense that you're running six miles and then you're stopping and you're refueling and putting, getting your and Chatting and you've, and you've yeah. stopped, yeah. Getting your bag off, bag on. And then you've got like, you're ticking off like six or seven checkpoints until you get back rather than four checkpoints before you get mm. back. So it was quite nice. Um, and then the other positive, the final positive that I will say about it, uh, there was a company called Antelope Media there who took some really amazing photos and videos of the event. So they're so much better than your bog standard race photos. Unfortunately, I look shit in all of them, which is not their fault, that's me. So I haven't yeah. bought any, but <laughs> just the quality of their pictures and the little videos they make and stuff. Yeah, just fantastic. they are incredible. And they took loads of, it wasn't just, there were, there were very few pictures of people running. It was mainly like a lot of the pictures were at this um, at the start when people were getting their numbers. So there's some really nice, mm. like candid shots there. There were finish line pictures and there was like, one set of pictures at one point on the well, sorry two sets of pictures on the course but they weren't your sort of standard race photos of you running and stuff it was mainly at checkpoints and and mm. for the race itself which i thought was really nice um, and the, like i said the quality of them is absolutely fantastic yeah I, I know nothing about photography but it's not just like your basic runner photo i don't know if they're heavily filtered or whatever lens or whatever they were using but they do look pretty special yeah, yeah, they were really, really lovely. And like I said, I, if I looked halfway decent in any of them, I totally want to buy them and support them. I just look shit in all of them. So I don't I don't want a permanent reminder of that. Um, but on to the negative. So it's yes, overall, fantastic rates. And of course, I'm going to go back and do it again. Uh, but... You, sorry, you are going to do it again? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like the Vogue is a race I'll do every year because it, it's, okay, it's, one it's of those. good. And I know what I'm going to expect. And, and it's such, it's hard to explain. Like... It's such a long race that it kind of feels new every time because you're taking in you're taking different things each time hmm. um, on, over the course of forty miles. So yeah, see, I've done I've done the ultra that goes the other way and mm. is a bit shorter. But I'm just like, yeah, I've done that. I'm yeah. I'm not too worried about that one. Uh, it's interesting like, you'll do that every year. That's that's good. I feel like this one is one that I'd like to improve on. So rather than just okay. finishing, like I improved this year, I finished like two hours quicker than the previous year, which is good. Um, but I feel like I definitely, and each time I finish it, I'm, I'm like, I know what I did wrong this time. I can do better next time. Mm-hmm. And this time, what I did wrong was not enough time on feet training. Jesus fucking Christ, my feet, my fucking feet. <laughs> oh my God. But it was pretty much the point I met you, which was what, I think 23 miles, 24 miles. Yeah, as a very good friend, yeah. I came out and met you on the course <laughs> at about halfway. Yeah. Uh, well, basically to put a camera in your face and video you because I thought yeah. it'd be funny. But that's how nice I am. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I really appreciated that. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. I just sound like <laughs> well, I'm being, just, it looked just, it, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I did appreciate that. And that quickly, that's the other positive thing as well. It's, it's good to see people on the course, particularly as there were shorter checkpoints, but also mm-hmm. people from our club, uh, like uh, Liz Reese and David Sinclair were, were volunteering at checkpoints. So it was nice to know that you see a friendly face, each one. And can I just say as well, uh, um, I think it was the third checkpoint. She runs Cardiff were there. And all the other checkpoints, there'd only been two or three people, but she runs Cardiff brought like a whole load of people and I wasn't expecting it. So I just came out of running on my own for eight miles in like quite deserted, very isolated. Because up to that point, it's quite, you're in, you've got a good few miles of running in very isolated trails. 
And then suddenly I have all these women cheering for me about telling them like, woo! And I was like, holy shit. Like I did not expect that, but it was lovely. So yeah, I had the same as well. They are good. <laughs> oh, were, they at, um, were they at the rhythm as well? She yeah. 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 They, really they were lovely, club. but it was not what I was expecting. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, so it was my feet. So by the time I met you, which is about 23, 24 miles, my feet were in agony. And it was so frustrating because I knew that I had the energy. Like I was awake. I was, like I said, I was fucking wide on tailwind. I had, my, my legs were fine. My legs were fine. My legs were like, let's run, let's go. But my feet were in so much pain by that point. I couldn't run. And what I did know, you do to them? Did, did fucking fucking like running and walking well this is the thing i did too much walking at the beginning i like i paced it so i paced it completely wrong so i did way too much walking at the beginning i should have run a lot more to get to that point faster because it was my feet i i think i got a bit like i didn't trust my training enough so i thought i had to do more walking than i did and where i suffered is i was out too long and it was the same by the end like by the end when it got to 12 hours <clears throat> so i finished in like 12 hours 22 minutes um, so when it got to 12 hours, at that point, I was falling asleep on my feet again, which is a horrible feeling. And I was like blinking. I felt like I was going insane a bit. And I remember running near the trail near Lavenock, which is the final sort of mile or so until the end. And it took me, yeah, it took me like 20 minutes to do that final mile. And I was just blinking my eyes because I was, I was so exhausted and falling asleep. But again, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been out there so long. And I think I just did too much walking at the beginning. I didn't trust my training because, yeah, by the time I met you at 24 miles, I could have still ran if my feet weren't hurting so excruciatingly bad. I, could, I had the energy and I had it in my legs to carry on running. It was So I think more time on feet training for a start because I think the longest I was on my feet in training was about six hours. And I think I'm just one of those people that just needs to go out and do like full like eight hour days, like running and walking, you yeah. know? Just to get I mean, it. six hours though is still a, a really long time, it but is, just but more of those, I guess. Yeah, I think it was just more because I only did uh, two long runs of that length and the rest mm. were all about four hours. So I think I need to do more because as well, the sort of job I have, I am sat on my ass every day and it doesn't help mm. that during lockdown, I haven't been going to work when I'd be walking during my commute and stuff. So I think that, that doesn't really help. But it was so frustrating because yeah. by the time I met you, like on the, even the bit I was walking when I was chatting to you and Holly, like I could have been running that. And my mm. feet were in so much agony. And I got onto the the uh, the concrete bit just after I saw you around the power station. And I ran for about a mile there and my feet were just hurting so, so oh. bad. So yeah, it was a combination of not enough time on feet training and too much walking at the beginning, which didn't help by the fact that the first mile was on sand. And I'm like, I'm not running on satin because I don't want to sap all my energy out of me. I'm just going to do a quick walk. There's but then no need for that, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't pick it up after that. I didn't start running. I, I, I ran, but I was like run walking a lot. And I just, yeah. And, and this is another thing. So I was, of course, supposed to do the rhythm yesterday as well. And every other part of me has recovered. It's literally my feet. And I went out for like a two-hour dog walk on, well, you know, took the dogs to the field, stood in the field for a bit. But I was out for about two hours on Thursday and I came back and my feet were in agony again. I'm like, no, I can't do another ultra. And again, the reason is, is that I fucked my feet up on the Vogum because I didn't do it fast enough and I hadn't done enough time on feet training. Sorry, so, so can you just can you just clarify that for me? Because <laughs> in the last few episodes, you've said you're definitely going to do two ultras in a week. And I've yeah. said, what well, I think I said that was bollocks and there's no way you were going to. But you've <laughs> just said that you 
didn't do two ultras in a week, which would make no. me. Yeah, you're right. right. I know. I yes. know. But I, I fucked it up myself. I really fucked it up myself. I am capable of it if I do more training. <laughs> yeah. and I, I could have done. I could have done. I could have done. done it. If I had gone out with a different strategy and finished it just two hours quicker. Because I, I, if I ran a bit more, I could have finished it in, in 10 hours. What did I do? 12 hours. Yeah, I could have finished it easy in 10 hours. I was on track at the beginning for finishing it in 10 hours. I just didn't fucking run enough. Um, so, yeah, I just need to do more time off beat training. More, more running at the beginning. And the other thing where I forget as well. I got so fucking sunburnt. My whole face. Yeah, you looked a bit so, red in yeah, the photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was completely, I had like a mask of, of redness over my face. And at the first checkpoint, uh, Reese Jenkins was there. And he's like, oh, just so you know, there's sun, there's sun cream at every checkpoint. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. I was like, I've got some I've... in my bag. I did take some in my bag and I just didn't use it. So, <laughs> yeah, sun cream as well. Sun cream would Well, help. you know, not carrying that sun cream, that probably cost you a few minutes as well. Oh, just I that know. weight you were carrying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, that's it. Put more pressure on your feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, it, I have never felt, and I, I was getting to the stage when I was at like 30 mile, miles in, when I was like, I've told you before about how I call people and rant. I was mm. calling people and almost crying. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> I just want to run. I can't do this because my feet were in so much agony. Like every step was just horrendous. Absolutely. From th- and that was thirty miles. I still had another fucking ten miles to go. Yeah. Horrific. Absolutely horrific. Just. But another yeah. thing I thought is, didn't you buy poles specifically? No, I haven't bought poles. To you, you <laughs> haven't bought them. I no, thought I you had. No, 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 no. So when I said to you, it'd be a really good idea to buy poles for your ultra because it'll put less pressure on your feet when you're out all day. Mm. You just no, ignored my advice. The thing is, I know what needs to be done. I know I need to do more running. I need to finish it quicker. <laughs> I know that's what it is. Literally, I was out there for too long. It was taking me too fucking long. That was the issue. And actually, the Vogum, one of the, again, one of the reasons why it's good is it is quite a runnable race. There's only mm. a few like steep climbs and a lot of it is like fairly flat along cliff tops and stuff. Yeah. So there's loads of runnable bits of it. And I just wasn't taking advantage of that because I was too pussy to do it. It's been a pussy not like Not thinking that... <laughs> Don't worry about it. You can run 20 miles, not 20 miles of runs, but you, you can run 20 miles in total and be fine. Do not yeah. worry about having to walk all the time. So yeah, so I'm definitely going to enter it again next year. Do more time on feet training. Do more running at the beginning. Let's get it done. <laughs> but you know what? I am really impressed that you've done this twice. It's taken you 14 hours and 12 hours mm. and you're like, yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah, to me, yeah, yeah. being out for 14 and 12 hours, I think I'd quit running altogether. I don't think I could handle well, that at all. I, I think if I if I came away not knowing, like thinking, oh, that's it, I can only do a 12-hour ultra, then yeah, I probably wouldn't want to do it again. But I know where I need to improve. Like each time I've known where I need to improve. So like the last time it wasn't enough training full stop. And this time it was not enough time on feet training. Because like I said, my legs were ready. I could have, I was right up until about 35 miles in, I could run. But as in like my legs, my energy yeah. and everything. It was just my feet. My feet were in absolute agony. So yeah, I, I know where what I need to do. And I, I know where I need to change. So Well, and also what happened to your guide runner, Bernie? <laughs> oh, see, Bernie, so <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. <laughs> but Bernie's got really bad asthma that was starting to play up at the beginning. So I had to drop her. <laughs> <laughs> no in all seriousness you know i love the, the one that got you through the first one yeah coached you through encouraged you oh. got you through you know, it, and uh, you ditched her you left her for dead 
Oh, in all seriousness, right? <laughs> so Bernie, Bernie was Bernie's got really bad asthma, and she had, um, she thinks she had COVID right at the start of the pandemic, and she, you know, which also affects her affects mm-hmm. her asthma and stuff. So she knew that they'd be a lot less running than in in previous years because actually with Bernie we were we were running like run walking even when we did fourteen miles we were doing run mm. walking like the whole way. Um, but she knew at that point, like right at the beginning, she wasn't going to be able to do a lot of running. So I did say to her, <laughs> I said, is it okay if I go on? I said, I'm happy because I've said I've run with you. I am happy to do the whole thing with you. And she was like, no, no, you go ahead. You finish this race on, you know, you do your own race. So I mean, you and can't not say her. that, but sure. I was like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie she was halfway through the sentence and you were over the next hill. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Bernie was like... Before we got to Nash Point, which was, uh, I want to say like 12 miles in, 30 miles in, something like that. She was like, oh, I want to have a sit down at Nash Point and have something to eat and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't sit down. I've got to carry on. I I can't sit down because if I sit down, I won't get back up again and I'm not going to finish. So I just said to her like, oh, is it okay if I just carry on? She's like, yeah, don't worry. So the, uh, but Bernie did the rhythm yesterday. She, she did. She yeah. did fantastic. But Bernie's also done a, a lot of time on feet training. So she did like um, a month where she was doing, in July. She did she the old accumulator like, thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's done so much time on feet training and so she's really strong with that. Yeah. But A kilometre for every day of the month. So she ended up yeah. doing 31k on the last day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Ugh. is crazy. But I knew she'd done all that time on feet training. So I knew that she'd be fine walking. But I wouldn't, like, I couldn't be out that long walking. And if I had to walk, so I think she did hers in 14 hours again around that. I don't think I I could have done it. I don't think I could have finished doing those extra two hours. I definitely couldn't. No, it was just not enough time on feet training. So bless her, Bernie. I'm so sorry I had to ditch you. I'm so sorry. But you're also not. And thank God you didn't have an asthma attack when I wasn't there. Just after she said, oh, I've got a, my asthma's really playing up. And I was like, okay, see you, bye. <laughs> you're weighing me, weighing me down, I've got to go. <laughs> so I don't want to deal with it if it happens. It's too no, no. It's too emotional. It's all right. We're in a touristy area. Somebody will find you, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. Fine. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm definitely going to enter it again. And I'm saying it here now, aiming for around 10 hours next time. More time on feet training. And I, I'm, I'm only going to improve for sure because I know where I've gone wrong this time yeah okay so good ha- for you well done uh, yeah uh, well before we get to mine if you fancy giving us some money to fund all this kind of nonsense and don't worry uh, we're okay with that if you want to do that we don't mind uh, get yourself to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit you can give us just two pounds a month and in return we'll sing for you and just to let you know this week amy spent the last fucking hour before we recorded this <laughs> trying hours. to do this two, two hours, hours <laughs> and she still hasn't done it and she's going to send it to me after we've recorded so it's probably fine and here it is Victoria Knight, Phillips, Matt Newbury, Matt Jones, Rob Smith. Matt Lees, Bernadette McCarthy, Gabby Thomas, Naya Kelrider. Angela Foster Swales. Amanda Murray Hind. David Sinclair. Matt Caffin, Ruth KP, Karen Hamilton, Charlie Neverson, Stuart Stevens, Amanda E. Hernandez, Carl Fleming, Len Martin, 
Matt Garner, Paul Hibbert, Cordy Thelwell, Tim Hughes, Ivor Hewitt. Brian Simpson, Chris Whitmore, Kirk Shepherd, Hugh Phillips, Rachel Bentley. Sophie Jacks, Ian Hales, David Owen, Jonathan Carter, Matt H, Victoria Dick, Anthony Howe, Nikki Genders, Julia Page, Neil Denton, Paul Gilmore, Max Mahardy. Elliot Lyme, Maria Wicks, Richard Skye, Simon Ross, Ian Hales, Lisa Gibbon, Steph Hall, Debbie Hurley J, Sam Whaley, Claire Dina. So, how was the ultra that I didn't run? The rhythm. The one that I correctly predicted you would not do. <laughs> Um, so the best bit of the whole build-up to this uh, ultra, which you point out, I point out, loads of people on Instagram did as well because I saw Pegasus um, restoring it, if that's a word, um, was they released, they sent out an email and released the final details and the rules of the race. And rule number two, which I think is probably pertinent, might have been intentional, number two, it says, you may not just poop anywhere. We ask that you abide by leave no trace by digging a six inch hole or use public toilets. Anyone who does not follow these rules will be disqualified. Like rule number two, that's so important of their 25 rules. They put that way up at the top. Like how many people are pooing on these races for that to be a huge problem? I, I love the idea as well. That if you don't, if you dig a five inch hole yeah. and somebody goes around and the, the poo measurer goes and measures it, the shithole measurer measures that hole then you will be disqualified so you could get first place i'm sorry but your hole's five it's not your shit hole's not deep enough yeah part of the kit requirement you know waterproof jacket liter of water trowel and a ruler yeah <laughs> and whose volunteer whose volunteer job I, was that to go around measuring all the poo holes oh i nearly had to put that that rule into action and Ooh. somebody said on the facebook group like oh are you supposed to carry a trowel i thought if it gets that point i will be clawing at the mud with my bare hands if i have to shit outside you know it, it won't you matter were close, then. <laughs> It was quite, there was plenty okay. of toilets on route, so that was fine. But uh, it, it was a close one. Yeah. I was a little worried about that just because to start, well, the race was at 7 a.m. I had to get up at quarter past four in the morning because I thought, we thought to ourselves, oh, we'll do a nice local race. Don't have to go anywhere. Don't have to travel. Don't have to get a hotel. Still had to get up at fucking quarter past four because I had to come to yours to drop off William to stay with you for the day and then drive up there to get there for like six. So that was. Oh, so I was worried about poos. Don't worry, the poo situation was fine. I want to reassure everyone. Because I'm assuming there weren't many public toilets on the route. Uh, there were. There was a compost toilet and two portaloos at oh, the park, so okay. that was fine. I got there nice and early, so it was fine. Yeah. Um, I did have the usual kind of ultra maranoia in the lead up because, as you know, I said at the beginning, I did all those things, but I haven't done much. Really, haven't done much distance in the last three weeks before this. Only maybe twenty twenty five k which doesn't feel like enough, even though it you know, probably is. Um, so, yeah, I was a little worried about that. But then, you know, the 40K run I did a little while ago was fine. Um, race started at 7 a.m. 
and it started off quite well because it's downhill. The first 5k was downhill and then flat for a good 5k. And I guess similar to what you were saying, um, when you started yours, you just walked for quite a few miles. And I think mm. when I've done my other ultras, I've started and basically, right, how slow can I run for as long as possible? That's been my tactic. But this time I thought, well, there's a downhill flat start. You know what? I'm actually going to try and run it a little bit. I hadn't really planned this. I just kind of did it on the day, which is mm. probably a bad idea. You've got that balance between spending energy by running and how much time you're spending on your feet and so i think i just tried to shift that a little bit and actually try to run the first half of it more than i have done before you know not quick but actually running a bit more positively and not just like carefully like how slow can i run and keep out for as long as possible because i did not want to be out i certainly i didn't want to be out for 12 hours like you works honestly i don't think i could do it the the kit list originally said you need to have a headlamp i thought if you're starting (laughs) at 7 a.m if i'm still out when it's dark I don't want to finish. You can no. come and pick me up. <laughs> I did think I just, that because I, I get it for the 40 miler kind of because the whole 10, you know, 10 miles yeah. is a lot more when you've already run 30. So I did think like, oh, if people are still out in the dark for yeah, a 30 I do, miler. I do not want to be out. I do not want to be doing it. I don't want to finish it. Oh. Yeah. But after that 5k is when the hills started. Now, it, the whole course is a loop, so it does even out in the end. But the clockwise uh, version of the route that we did it means all the uphills basically were all really long and the downs were short. The first hill was probably the longest hill. That was three miles of solid uphill. And there were you know others in there that were over a couple of times. It was over two miles of just relentless uphill. And even then there was maybe like little dips down, but then up again. So we were just mm. up and up and up for so long. And again, at the beginning, not too bad because I still was decent, decent amount of energy. And I had a little bit of food on me. I had plenty of water. As I got to checkpoint two, where I planned to change my shoes, it was kind of weird because I'd been running through the woods basically entirely on my own for at least an hour, maybe an hour and 20 minutes. As soon as I got near the checkpoint, like seven people appeared from behind me to overtake me. And there was like four at the checkpoint as well. How has this happened? Yeah, I found Running on your own for so long and then all these people just appear out of nowhere. I did that with the uh, Vogum. It was even weirder because I'd walked the whole like beach section. Me and Bernie were at the back. And then when mm. we got to the first checkpoint, I think there was about six people behind us. I'm like, well, they must have gotten lost or something. Cause, yeah, you know. there's an odd thing. I think with a really long race, I guess people have different peaks and troughs. But like, you can just be running on your own for so long. And then someone will fly past you. And you're like, where the hell have you been? If you're running that fast, <laughs> where the hell have you been for the last five hours? Yeah. <laughs> That's really strange. But at checkpoint two, that was halfway. That was when I made my mistake. <laughs> The mistake was changing my shoes. So I thought uh, I'll put my road shoes on for the first half because I know that's not too bad. Second half is a lot more fields, a lot more grass. I'll put my trail shoes on. Nope, 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 nope. Huge, huge mistake. My trail shoes are nice. However, I kind of always forget the, these ones. I've got um, Innovate Mud Claws, but they're about half a size too small. Oh, no. And also, also the ground was absolutely baked solid and if you've got mud claws running on solid ground they are fucking horrible they're so thin because they're you know good and grippy but they're really thin there's no padding on the top whatsoever and so even running downhill my toes just get smashed into the ends of them there was one point fairly early on when i put them on i managed to kind of kick a stone in the air accidentally which landed right on my big toenail which is now a very interesting gray color that toenail is coming i've just grown that toenail out it used to be like half a centimeter thick and i've just grown that out smashed it again and 
I hit it on a couple other things as well, so that's going to go again. That's something to look forward to. But just same as you, I think, I was fucking miserable with my feet. Mm. I was so unhappy about putting those trial shoes on. If I'd left the road shoes on, honestly, I probably could have got in 20, 30 minutes sooner, I reckon. Yeah. It cost I think me a that's lot. What- I think that's what I need to do for the next Vogum is it could be easily run. If it's not been raining, it could be easily yeah. running road shoes. And and actually my, um, so I run in ultras, so my trail shoes are fairly cushioned actually, but nowhere near as cushioned as my road shoes, obviously, because trail shoes usually yeah. aren't. So I think I'd do that as well. I think I just need to run yeah. in road shoes rather than trail shoes for stuff like that. The first time I got lost, it was only a little bit, because it's over a little small hill that I know really well. I've run over it quite a few times, but I always managed to do it wrong. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a sign there. That's what I'm going to say. Um, so I just went the way I usually go. But because it's the beginning of September, everything is overgrown. The path that I usually go down was inaccessible. I got a little bit down it. I always had my sticks out. I was smashing down the, the um, brambles and the nettles and shit. I thought, I'll be fine. We'll get through this. And I got to one point and just realized, no, there's no way I'm getting through there. And a guy had come with me as well because he was just following me. I was like, nope, sorry, we're going to have to turn around. My legs got torn to shit at that bit. So I, th- I was quite yeah. pleased about that. A proper trial run needs a little bit of blood. Mm-hmm. So that was about five minutes lost there as well. And then at mile 21, I said that the ground was absolutely baked solid. Mile 21 is a fucking bog. I, it hasn't rained for two months. And this was still shin deep and black. <laughs> And orange somehow. Oh my god. And there's just no avoiding it. Like, the path was completely waterlogged. So everyone was trying to go around it because it's really long grass you can still stand on. But as soon as you stood on that, you still went into your ankle. Oh my god. And so it's just just what I didn't need. If I knew it was there, I would have put on waterproof socks. Because I changed my socks as well at halfway. Because I thought, you know, I'll treat myself. <laughs> new shoes, new socks. Picked up my um, cheat sticks as well at halfway. That was really, really What handy. about a hanky? Did you get a clean hanky? I didn't get a clean hanky as well. There that you probably, go. That could have taken uh, off half an hour straight away. That, yeah. So, yeah, if we're adding all this up, I probably actually would have won. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I was so angry about this. How is it so wet? Mm. I just, it, oh. And yeah, I, when I had a shower, uh, when I got home that evening, when I took the sock off, there was still like a little orange ring around my um, ankle, which I'm pretty sure was from that nasty, nasty bog. Nice. So that's wet shoes for the next nine miles, which, again, I just was not expecting. And um, from checkpoint three, I was pretty miserable. Um, and, I, you know, a lot of the runners around me, because there's people, you know, there's about three guys I saw fairly regularly for a few hours. No banter. That's the thing that, that's the thing that really made it hard, because there's me trying to make my little shitty jokes and kind of talk about things. And they're like, ah, yeah. And that's it. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I've got no one to chat to. So that wasn't, that wasn't great. Um, from checkpoint three, last checkpoint, eight miles to go, I basically walked to the next five miles, which just felt like it took forever. Because mm-hmm. it was either uphill and just a little bit too uphill to run comfortably, or on the way down, there was just for miles, there was just this rocky gravel path. Uh-huh. And I was just so furious about it, I missed a turn. Because oh. I was just so concentrating on being angry. Mm. Um I saw a guy ahead of me stop and look around, which is just is always a bad sign. He's like, oh shit, he's... Because we got to a road, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we don't get to a road yet. And I saw him looking around, and I saw him looking at his phone. Oh, fuck it. Um, luckily, it was just a case of kind of just turning left and following the path. It was just kind of a path that kind of splits and goes two ways. Mm. So I think we only added about 400 metres onto it, so not too much oh, at least. Right, yeah. yeah, but it still wasn't runnable. Even when yeah. it got into grass... 
under the grass, all these rocks and stones are still there. So it's really uneven and lumpy. But this this rocky, gravelly path, I was just so angry about. Because you can't do anything on it. You can't run it. It's not like a gravel path in a mm. forest that you can run on. Because it's so uneven, everything moves, and they're all too... All the rocks and stones are too big to stand on. Mm. Oh, I just, I was so angry at that. But again, because I've been walking for five miles, I was just thinking, what the fuck is the point of this? Why am I out <laughs> doing this? I'm not a runner. I'm just fucking walking on this thing. And I just got really miserable at that point. So I, I had music on in my ears then. And I was just actually just singing along to stuff. I'm like, I was looking around, right? There's no one around. Fuck it. I'm just, I was just singing Bohemian Rhapsody in the middle of the countryside. <laughs> so that cheered me up a little bit. Um, eventually we got off the trails and onto a little bit of tarmac. And I have never been so happy to run on tarmac. Even when uphill, I was running up the hill, which is not something I would ever do. <laughs> and so, oh, that was, again, only three miles to go from here. Still felt like a long way out. Mm. At mile 27, I had the best ever boost from music. I was still singing along with some stuff. But at mile 27, uh, I got into a field. It was downhill for quite a way. And it was grass, nice, long, flattened grass, because everyone run there already. And the music that came on in my headphones was a scar version of the theme from DuckTales. And I was <laughs> so happy. Amazing. I loved it because it just came on like, yes. And then, like, you, you sure like that was actually, hurricane. Are you sure what? that was actually on or was that a hallucination? No, it was on the playlist. It sounds it's like a, a fever hallucination that you no, get in ultra. No. Like. <laughs> Look up Suburban Legends DuckTales on Spotify. It is okay. a banger. And it is a okay. great fit. And I was just running down this hill singing the tune to DuckTales. I was just, it cheered me up so much. <laughs> Um, after that, there was a few kind of cow fields. We went through a few cow fields on the way, actually, and the cows were really close to the path as well, but super Aww. chill, didn't give a shit about anyone. They were all very nice. Um, and towards the end, there was this real ankle breaker of a field that was just, I think that had cows in, but it was, it was obviously really soft mud. Cows had walked in it, and then it had dried. And so there was these big, like, four-inch holes every few feet. It was really, really bad, and it was just walking over that. Couldn't find the way out. Um, I got back into the park, the final park, uh, where we started off and I started running properly I kind of hit the there's a path alongside a railway track and I started running running properly and I described the pace at the end as I was talking about it I was like I got into the park I was flying at the end there I just kind of checked back on Strava it was like over six minute kilometers which is not exactly flying pace considering <laughs> what it felt like at that point I get you know it was 30 miles in so it felt nice to actually run a little bit yeah. um, and then right at the end there's this kind of big bastard stupid hill just before the final turn again it's a gravel road it's not you know it's fairly small gravel it's, it's kind of runnable but i was like you know what fuck it, i'm just gonna run i got i ran at least halfway up it i had my poles out i'm gonna run at least halfway up, push myself up it and i had to walk up the last kind of few hundred meters of it but just a horrible place for a finish but at the top mm. of the hill um mm. and i was going to the park i did the turn and it was pretty flat into the park then there was a guy ahead of me who was walking and i did actually call out to him i said come on you gotta start running because I, I kind of didn't want to just pip him out the line. I didn't want to like out sprint yeah. him and like, because I thought well, that's not quite in the spirit of the day. So I had shouted out to him to better start running. He turned around and looked. He was like, oh God, okay. So he ran. He <laughs> finished like a few meters ahead of me. But I thought, I don't want to turn this into some big sprint finish because that's just a yeah, yeah. He'd been ahead of me for a long, long while. He didn't deserve that. <laughs> um, so I finished in six hours, 51. It was 49.2K. I had 1,300 meters of elevation, uh, which wow. is the most elevation I've ever done. But weirdly, in a way, didn't feel like it. I feel like I've done hillier runs. I think because they were so long and gradual and I walked up a lot of them, it didn't feel like 
a really nasty hilly run. Yeah, you know, I've done yeah. other ones, you know, uh, maybe around eight, nine hundred meters that felt much worse, I think, because they were steeper hills mm-hmm. and because I run up more of them. So that was it's was kind of strange. It's my hilliest run, but didn't really feel like it. Mm-hmm. Overall, it just kind of felt like it was like a nice 20 mile run and then just a really shit 10 mile walk back to the car. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's why I was thing when I was just like walking back. I was like, I really enjoyed the first 20 miles. What the fuck is the point of the rest of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can say you've run an ultra, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did really need those last few miles and like that grassy field and ducktails to make me feel, it kind of was stupid, it made me feel like a runner again. Once I actually started yeah. running, I'm like, okay, right, I kind of get this a bit more now because I just felt so shit. I needed a nice little run downhill fairly easy just to get me back into it a little bit. I, I kind of felt like that after the Bergen. I was like, well, I didn't really, I did run a lot of, like, not a lot, not as much as I wanted to, but I did run a, a bit. And I, But afterwards, I just felt like I hardly ran any of that. Like, what? I just went out for a walk, you know? At the end, you don't yeah. mind that much. But when you're walking and when you are getting really pissed off, that really plays on your mind, doesn't it? Because I know we always say it doesn't matter if you run or we walk. But if you've been walking for a couple of hours, it really yeah. gets oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And every time I'd start running a bit, I could only go. Like I was watching on my watch and I was doing like at one point I was doing 0.2 of a mile and then walking and then doing another 0.2 and that's all I could manage on my feet. And I almost like switching between running and walking to like alleviate some pressure off certain parts of my feet. But at that point I was just like, What what am I doing? What am I doing out here? Yeah, there were big stretches of that bit I said, like the five miles or so that I walked. Big stretch that I could have run if my feet weren't so painful and I could have yeah. run if that if the surface wasn't so fucking horrible yeah because that's what's frustrating because you can feel it you have the energy and you can feel in your legs you're like your yeah. legs aren't hurting it's your fucking feet <laughs> yeah um and also it was the first ultra race I've done on my own I did like the banter uh, ultra back in January on my own but that was kind of different but it's the first race I've done on my own that far and it was okay that was the I kind of got through it I got podcasts in a little while in I listened to a couple of episodes I listened to some music but I would so much prefer to do it with other people in the future I don't I'd rather not do one on my own again I think especially yeah, not anything yeah. further I think it's definitely something you know I'm not out to win it or anything I'm not out never out to do a good time so I think I'd much much rather do it with at least one other person in the future so I'll really be trying to do that because Holly didn't run with me she just did her own thing uh, speaking of uh, Holly, uh, good news, everyone. Return of the SBC. The butt nice. is scabby once again. She is a chafy mess. I don't quite know how. Um, she finished actually fifth female uh, just over six hours. So she's about 45 minutes ahead of me. She didn't want to mm-hmm. run with me. She wanted to just go run at her own pace, which is fine. Um, she said a lot of it, though, for about 10K. She ran with a 15-year-old girl, and it's kind of Amazing. I think she was running with her uh, dad. uh, So she was running with someone because it's unusual for a 15 year old girl to be able to run events like this. Because sometimes sometimes people under 18. Yeah, sometimes people under 18 aren't allowed to run half marathons. So that was really interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know for the Pegasus Ultras you could be under 18 and run them. But I uh, I don't know whether she ran the whole thing or, you know. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, she saw it at the beginning. Again, she looked really young. And uh, again, she was a young looking 15, but Holly ran with her for about 10K and she was just running up all the hills. She was really kind of taking everything on. So she was really, really impressed with her. Yeah, Yeah, Holly finished fifth. I was very proud of her for doing that. Um, And also at the end, once I got to the finish line, I basically, I took my shoes off, obviously, threw them away 
uh, took my t-shirt off, threw that down, took my socks off, threw them down, took my bag off, threw my pole. I, there's just this like mess around me because I've just scattered <laughs> everything, just stripping everything off, put on the, like the, the event t-shirt, which was dry. And then Liz, bless Liz, gave me dry socks, which Amazing. again made me so, so happy. And then she went and got me squash and tea and food. She's very, very useful. I did like at the end there, she was volunteering. Her volunteer, her, um, Ruth and Neil, from our club they were volunteering helping out pegasus but their volunteer role was to sit there and just shout runner when people came around the corner which you know is useful but i've got to say it's a soft volunteer role well i mean it could be worse you could be measuring shitholes so i could be, have been measuring I the shit looking but you know what you've put in a good yeah. shift you've put in a good hard day's work yeah <laughs> i mean they were sitting there shouting runner i mean someone's got to do it i guess just to make sure everyone yeah. notices but I'm just saying, you know, it's slightly softer role, but she she was very nice to me. She gave me socks, so perhaps I shouldn't be such a dick. <laughs> so yeah, that was my that was my uh, analysis of the whole race. Really, it was it was nice up to a point. I hated a lot of it, but again, a lot of that was my fault with the shoes. Having the cheat sticks actually did really help, especially on those longer sections, kind of to push myself up the hill and keep me walking. And then towards the end, I used them for running as well. They did actually really help. So I do recommend Amy. You pick some okay. up. Okay. Okay. But I will need to actually do a practice with them properly because actually today my shoulders really hurt because I've not done any upper body exercise for two years. So um, that would be why. And generally today I feel okay. It's just that kind of standard level of ultra tiredness. Nothing hurts. I'm not going to run for a few days. I dare say I probably could, but I'm not going to. It's, there's a very big difference between running hard and running long like I felt awful yeah. for days after running a really hard half marathon and that's a very different kind of thing to running an ultra I think you're just tired for days uh, yeah because you, you tend to like if you've done it right you tend to stay hydrated and stuff as well which often if I'm feeling really shit after a long run it's often because I've fucked up my hydration and it's almost like that hangover feeling which a lot of hangovers are from dehydration so yeah. I like after the Vogum I just felt really really tired and again and my feet hurt but I just felt really tired for probably just two days afterwards just because yeah. of how much how long I'd been out there but that was it I didn't feel unwell or yeah actually I've got to say um a little bit quickly on the the food and stuff the tables were really great at the checkpoints mm -hmm. I, same as you I didn't really eat that much because I think a lot of that there was like cakes and sweets and things like mm -hmm. that and I'm like I just don't really fancy that yeah. you know I had I had bits of banana I had a bit of pineapple and some water and actually the again the volunteers at the checkpoints were great because as soon as i got there started fumbling for my bottles they're like sure i could take those for you i'm like yes yes you shall yeah. <laughs> that's really useful that's kind of it's such a useful thing to do as a volunteer is just to be really efficient can i fill those up yes and to take them away and then give them back to you and mm -hmm. not kind of messing around and as you said not like almost there you're doing really well don't need any of that i just need someone yeah. to show me where the food is fill my water up for me and let me go again yeah 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 yeah, exactly. They are. Oh, they were great. And the great thing as well is they've gone um, cupless. Is that the word? Yeah, yeah. that sounds like it's a, a rude thing. Uh, but they've gone cupless for, for the, the ultras. So it's great that they're not wasting a load of plastic because those little like reusable cups you can get are dead cheap, simple to use, you know, and so much better for the environment. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, mean, I, just, I just had one clipped on the back of my bag and I just every time I was like can you unclip my cup please <laughs> shut it up yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and I also had a sandwich in my bag which I made the night before and that was great at halfway as well just a proper it was like cheese ham and some spinach and a sandwich that's just what I needed as well mm -hmm. proper food during an ultra that's what I enjoyed <sighs> ultra's done well, well, I've got, we'll be building I've that got for a long ultra. I was, okay well okay you've spoiled that kind of little intro there but 
You're going to do another one. You've got another one. When? Yeah. Um, 30th. No, not 30th. Sometime in November. I'm trying to think now. Beginning of November. I don't know where, I don't know where the 30th came from. I think because I'm, I'm thinking it's 30 miles. Um, it's the beginning of November, I think. I think it's like the first weekend. Uh, and it's Penavan. But it's like a it's like a loop from Merthyr. So the actual elevation isn't ridiculously crazy. I think it's about a thousand meters in uh-huh. total. So it's not ridiculous over 30 miles. And I am assuming most of that will be Penavan because that's like what 800 meters or something. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, so yeah, I'm doing that at the beginning of November. Uh, You're straight more, back in there. You're straight, straight back, back in on the ultra horse. Yeah, much more time on feet training, I think. Um, I'm not really sure about the cutoff times that one. I need to check it out because most ultras and like Pegasus do have cutoff times. So it's I'm not really sure how long. But I, the main thing I messaged them about before I entered was, is this signposted and marshaled? And they were like, yes. I'm like, that's fine then. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I can enter. So so yeah, that's coming up in November. Oh. See, I've not I've not thought about it, like next year at all. I've not thought about next ultra. And as I said. I don't know. I'm going to think really hard about if when I do another one, because I want to do it with someone. I don't want to do one on my own. I don't want to just like set one to do and then have no one to do it with. I think I'll think quite carefully because I do enjoy the training. I actually like going out three, four hour runs and Mm. doing like the high volume training. I don't know, but am I, I'm not desperate to do another one, (laughs) but Mm. yeah, I don't know. I I need to kind of think about it a little bit. And you've got to pick like the right person to do it with you because you can't you don't want to be out for too long but at the same time you don't want somebody who's going to push you to go too fast and then you know unable to finish and then all that sort of thing you've got to like pick someone who's similar i guess yeah i definitely need a little bit of a think about whatever the next one is but amy's got another one coming up so that gives us something to talk about yeah yeah <laughs> we've, we've only got one because we can not be bothered to put more shells in because <laughs> we've just been talking about ourselves for the last yep. hour um, there was a tweet. Well, we had to include this. A tweet from Olympic marathon bronze medalist Molly Seidel made us laugh slash cringe as she sat next to a man on a flight who started telling her all about his training and how she should run really high mileage and he even pulled up analysis on his phone of professional runners to tell her what to do. One of those runners was her and he had no idea who he was speaking to. <laughs> oh, you know what I love about this story is that <laughs> just shows like who fucking wants that? regardless of your ability who wants to run the blow on a train on a plane sorry so somebody you're stuck next to who wants them to like be lecturing you on running who, and there's, who so many, for that? there's so many comments on that obviously there's lots of people like ugh, mansplaining but then there's loads of people like actually it's not mansplaining it's just a man <laughs> kind of geeking out about running like, okay oh, he's geeking out about running okay we, we kind of you know we all get to that point at some point but i think he's kind of said something she said oh i'm a runner and he's gone right i'm going to tell you about running he's not yeah. said what kind of level are you running what distances do you run how it's much training? Conversation. no he's just he's heard the word runner right here we go i'm going to tell you about running and yeah. look this is how good i am i've drawn up all this stuff based on these people and she's well, like, obviously because well. if he'd asked her about her running he'd find out probably that she does it at a high level whether she discloses that it's olympic level or not yeah. So he obviously haven't, hasn't asked her at all about her running and has proceeded to just give her uh, unwanted advice. Like, no one wants that. No one wants that, especially when you're trapped next to someone and you can't get away from them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, you know, we all geek out about these things, but make sure it's a conversation. Yeah. If you want yeah. to say about, oh, this is what I'm doing. Oh, what kind of thing are you doing? You know, actually make them part of the conversation rather than telling them what to do. Come on. Love it. 
<laughs> but she did. Uh, the thing is, though, she didn't tell him it was her. And I think, oh, that's she's going to regret that oh. so much because that's not going to happen that often where someone is going to tell you something like this. And you get such a good she could have just like pulled her mask down and been like, by the way, that's me. I don't know I how you can't do that. Such a wonderful moment. You could live off that moment for oh. send that would keep you immortal, wouldn't it? The, the the energy that you got from that moment. I mean, that, oh, when you're feeling like really down in life, you just go back to that memory and be like, yeah, and everything would be fine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for news. Can't bother to do any more. There we go. So, what have you got coming up over the next few weeks? Oh, still more going on. Um, there's a big club relay event in Wales uh, in Pembrey next week and i really really hope no one pulls out last minute i'm gonna have to fucking run it myself i'm organizing it i've managed to put together four teams two men's teams two women's teams and i'm just desperate no one else pulls out because just finding people for it's been a pain and i do not want to run a competitive race a week after an ultra there's no need for that no no gross 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 uh seven weeks till the newport marathon so oh i'd forgotten you were doing a marathon me too so oh, seven weeks so i guess i'm gonna need a good three four weeks to recover properly from the ultra so i might get in a long run before that who knows yeah god how about you well next week i'm hopefully doing the y valley tunnel run which Ooh. is 10k along the y valley greenway which is only just really opened in april yeah. 2021 and the most exciting thing and the reason why i'm doing it is that it goes through a tunnel that is just over a kilometer in length I have walked through that tunnel and it is fun. It's yeah. dark. It is really yeah. dark because it curves at both ends, so you can't see the end. And it's cold as fuck in there as well. Amazing. If it's if it's 25 degrees outside, it'll be less than five degrees in the tunnel. It's really strange. Yeah. I really want to take a club run through there at some point when oh, it's kind yeah, of that, a bit yeah. better for people to travel in a group. I definitely want to yeah. go there. But yeah, the Y Valley generally is beautiful and the Greenway is really, really nice. So you'll definitely enjoy that. I mean, I, I say hopefully because um, this is the, the I can't drive and I need to learn how to drive and all this. It's because to drive, Amy. It's a, it's a fucking ball I get into place. So I'm doing me, it with my friend Jen. So I'm, I'm meeting her over there. I get the bloody tunnel. She's going to pick me up from Seven Tunnel Junction. But it gets me there at like, the train gets me in at nine and the race starts at 10. So if that, if that train is late and I miss the car, I, I'm just going to, I miss the, you know, I miss the start. I'm going to be really pissed off. So just buy a <laughs> I'm hoping mate. I get there. It's easy. I know. Uh, buy, yeah, can I, I took some lessons when I was 17, so I can probably remember like a bit of it and just, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, it will be fine. Yeah. So, so hopefully I will be doing it. And then a few weeks from now, on the 18th, I'm doing the Raider Round the Lakes, which is 30 kilometres. I don't work in kilometres. I looked it up. It's about 18 miles, which is yeah. nice. But that looks like a beautiful run. Yeah, that looks lovely. It's it's one of those races I've always kind of wanted to do, but it's just yeah, a yeah. little too far away and I can't be bothered. Yeah, so again, I'm doing it with my friend Jen, so she's driving us there. <laughs> That's fine. We were going to go and stay. Like, we we're going to make a weekend out of it, but decided not to just drive down there. But it's, um, it's in the Elan Valley as well, which is a really beautiful uh, part of Wales. So I'm really looking forward to that. And 18 miles would be a good training run for the 30-miler in yeah. November, so and Polly yeah. will be there too, and you can talk about a scabby bug crack. Is she? Is she doing it? Yep. I'm oh. I can't bother. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So you've got and, two yeah, races in the next two weeks. Yeah, and I was gonna enter um, Forest of Dean Old Barrowman, but I think it's just too many races <laughs> at Maybe. once. I'm still on the fence about that one. But yeah, I, I booked all these months ago as well. And I looked at my diary. I'm like, shit. <laughs> shit, races are happening. Yeah, races are happening. 
but yeah so busy 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 few weeks well we're just about at the end of the podcast now we're going to remind you if if indeed you need reminding because i'm sure you've been incredibly excited about this for the live episode on october the 15th that's 2021 for all those people listening 200 years in the future um, you can go to runningisbs.com forward slash live, book your ticket. It's in the evening about seven o'clock, Little Man Coffee in Cardiff. And we would love you to be there. Otherwise, it will just sound like us talking to an empty room. Yeah. And it'd be like a birthday. You know, you have a birthday party when you're a kid and no one turns up. Or is that just is that just my sad childhood? I think that was. Oh, don't make me, don't trigger me. Into we were too poor that. to have uh, birthday parties. So <laughs> never had that problem. Oh, oh that's really sad. <laughs> I'd rather be friendless than poor. <laughs> yeah, my mum just going to be bothered to organise them, which is fair yeah. enough. Anyway, if you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store and social medias. Oh, bye. Bye. Juicy!